And welcome to another edition of the Go Should Do Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, Evan Lee Pack with you. And uh, yeah, should yeah. we just jump right into it? Should we just go like, we, we usually do like small talk here, try to break the ice. Um, we can break the ice about Northridge football. We can break the ice by talking about breaking the ice right now. Uh, and then we can, we have finally broken the ice off our bodies because we had to sit out and watch Northridge football on Friday night in the very, very cold. and uh, We've broken out, broken off the ice that is the fall season for sports. We broke the ice on winter sports season now. That too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's, um, let's get into it. Northridge, the 7. Raiders. New Prairie, 55. Oh, you did it backwards. I know. Well, I said Northridge and I just realized, like, yeah, they didn't score. They so scored we- eventually. They did. They got the back door. They did not get a goose egg. Put a goose egg they, uh, up on the They board. won the fourth quarter, 7-0. to zero. Silver lining. They lost the first three quarters, 55-0. So... Well, it was 35 to nothing after the first quarter or 28 yes, to nothing 35. after the first quarter? 35-0. Uh, only 9 minutes and 11 seconds into the game. Or eight, no, 8 minutes and 11 seconds. With 3.49 left to go in the first quarter, it was 35-0 New Prairie. Just seemed like every play that New Prairie ran was uh, going for a touchdown in that first quarter. They had, they had nine offensive snaps in the first quarter, scored 35 points. Seven of those on a pick six. But mm-hmm. nine offensive plays, 28 offensive points. That is pretty, pretty good. First play of the game, 60-yard touchdown run, and then it just never really stopped. Never really stopped. I was surprised that, obviously, it seemed the Raiders weren't exactly ready to play. Obviously, Chad said that after the game. Yep. But um, I figured it would be close again based off, of, you know, it was just one year. You know, they played New Prairie so close last year. But uh, I guess the Cougars were – they had that this game circled all week. Yep. They were really uh, – Excited, hyped to uh, put it to the Raiders after last year, and they really didn't hold back whatsoever. Yeah. So. What's wrong? Nothing. Everything's fine. No. I put, <laughs> for those who aren't watching us, because no one watched us, I thought I heard a little echo, so I just put the headset on just to make sure. You got an echo? No. I couldn't tell if it was like a noise coming from outside the room. Or like why your microphone, maybe your microphone for some reason is loud enough to where when I don't wear the headset, I can hear you like very faintly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, you could tell that Northridge, you know, game was really compelling to the point where we've talked about it for three minutes and I'm like, is the headset okay? Like, that's, that's where <laughs> we're at. Um, so yeah, it uh, was not not the best uh, performance to say the least from the Raiders, um, you know, and it's tough. Of course, and the season anyway, um, New Prairie obviously seemed very motivated after last year. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not doing this anymore. So, um, <laughs> yeah. they ran it down their throats, big plays. I mean, and then from the beginning, Northridge is playing catch up. They want to throw the ball. And uh, Northridge's offensive line was having a bunch of issues with a very physical. New Prairie defensive line that had both size and speed. They were just living in the backfield, and the run game couldn't get going with McLean yep. Miller because of that either. 39 total rush yards for Northridge on Friday night. Um, Carrington had to throw the ball 45 times, which I know they like to throw the ball, but that's way too much probably if you mm-hmm. want to win at the high school level unless it's a shootout like that. Um, the cold weather didn't help the cause. The wind didn't help the cause. I mean, the pick six that Carrington threw, it looked like it was caught up in the air for – Minutes and that's New Prairie guy was able to get right under it, run it back. Um, a couple of his other passes looked like they were kind of wind. I want to say wind aided. They were like wind deflated, like you mm-hmm. know. So it just wasn't. It was not a good night for Northridge. Like they were gonna have to really run the ball and establish that. And New Prairie was like way more physical up front. Um, yeah, just not a good, not a good night overall. And you know sometimes that happens. You lose to the better team. It, that's sports. Um, but can't doesn't take away from the fact of what this Northridge team has done the last two years, the senior mm-hmm. class, 24 seniors. Um, I mean, 
the most successful group in Northridge history, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. You know, two sectional championships in a row hadn't been done before. Um, went to the state championship game last year. You know, won a regional, won a semi-state. Um, beat two 11 and 0 teams on their way to state, uh, on the way to sectional championships. So Leo last year, Northwood this year. Um, yeah. So I mean, just an incredible couple of years and. Chad Epley, you know, leaving his mark so far the Northridge program. So he'll have his biggest test next year, trying to replace some of these guys. Yeah, your top three wide receiver options and your quarterback all gone. Mm-hmm. Hawk Settler signs, uh, Eb, and then Kate Garrington, a quarterback. McLean Miller will be back as senior, so mm-hmm. you got to feel confident. Maybe the run game will be there. Seems and like they have some good running backs. And Derek Sherwood. Derek Sherwood yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, the defense was relatively young this year, too, so you got some of those guys coming back. But, yeah, replacing most of your offensive production is going to be tough. So, I mean, they did it this past year. Tag got, you know, grad left. He didn't graduate. He left. Transferred back home to Michigan. And uh, so they were able to replace him. But, you know, one player compared to four players might be different. So, Who's going to play quarterback next year? I don't know. I don't know what the backup is. Yeah. If you're the backup Northridge quarterback, tweet at us and we'll retweet you or something. Um, (laughs) There you go. Okay, so that's that. Uh, That's it. End of the fall sports season for us. That means we're doing the Athlete of the Fall vote. You can see that on uh, GoshaNews.com. It's pinned to our Facebook page, pinned to our TGN underscore sports Twitter account. Eight options. Eight nominees, one for each fall sport. Two from Northwood, two from Westview, two from Northridge, and two from Goshen. It's a lot of variety. Get out there and vote. Yeah. Make sure to your vote, your voice gets heard. You get four days to vote. Well, two, three days if you're listening to this on Tuesday night now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Wednesday and Thursday. So, uh, yeah, you can see all the nominees right there. Uh, Goshen News, like I said, GoshenNews.com. So. Let's get uh, as many votes as possible. Yes. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say, I was gonna be putting numbers out there, but maybe we don't want to put numbers out there. So never mind. Do you even know the voting numbers right now? No, no. I'm saying oh. averages as as far as like athlete of the week compared to athlete of the fall. Like, what's the the well, vote discrepancy? The athlete of the week. We used to we got, we averaged about eight nine hundred people voting per week in athlete of the week. Mm-hmm. I haven't narrowed that number down, but we had some weeks go over a thousand. We had. Most weeks, no matter what, got at least seven hundred. So we're gonna. I'm gonna guess that average falls in the eight hundred, nine hundred range. Mm-hmm. Uh, first day of athlete of the fall had a good showing, about five, six hundred people on Monday. So if all those people vote again each day, that's twenty four hundred. Could double. In theory, get near to two thousand. When you have double yeah. the amount of time to vote, you would think that in theory there will be close to nearly double the votes. Probably yeah. not, but it'll be you know a bigger number. You would think. We love to see all that. Um, Activity. You know what I'm saying? We do engagement. That's what, yeah. That's, pay, pay that's our the bill. word I was Please trying to Please pay our bills by voting in Goshen News Athlete of the Fall. Player, <laughs> player bills? Pay our bills. Pay yeah, our bills. Yeah. If you want to play them, too, I mean, they're they're stout. They're not they're, that fun. They're tough. To, not that fun to play with. They, they give up a lot, though, because they're expensive. Because they're bills. Yeah, they're bills. <laughs> we get, they, <laughs> they, they force a lot of turnovers of dollar bills out of our wallet. So Away from us. Yes. Hate it. Okay, uh, girls basketball, week two. Whoop. Um, Whoop. <laughs> some spread. Uh, <laughs> huh? So, huh? <laughs> Northwood two and zero. Huh? huh? Taylor Burkhart shout Burkhart shout out. They beat West Noble forty eight thirty five Friday night, and they come right back on Saturday afternoon to beat Rochester thirty five twenty. Shout out freshman Anaya Bonner twenty three points in the win against West Noble. Claire Payne, a couple big games from her. 10 points, 11 boards against the Chargers. Go Chargers. And, Claire, and then she had 8 points, 11 rebounds against Rochester. So uh, she's playing well, start season. And, uh, it's clear know, she's using her size down low. Yeah. So A boarding, a boarding, a board menace. A menace on the boards, if you will. Claire Payne. What? She's a menace on the boards. A menace. A oh. menace on the boards. <laughs> what did you think I said? Minutes on the board. I was like, she's what is she doing? Minutes on the, on the she's board. spending minutes on the board. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, good start for them. 
Uh, you saw the 4-0 Fairfield Falcons in person on Saturday night. Put on a defensive clinic against Goshen. Held them to 18 total points in the game. Uh, Falcons 4-0. Did I already say that? I think I did. Bria Garber. They're undefeated. 1,000 career points. Uh, we've both seen Fairfield now in person. What were your observations of the mighty, mighty Falcons? The mighty, mighty Falcons. Still not a huge rotation, seven to eight players from what I saw, but all these players have experience. They're very good defensively. And then they have a transfer that has come in, a junior, Whitaker. Natalie Whitaker. Natalie Whitaker, yep. From Michigan. She just recently was uh, approved by the IHSA or transfer. So she played against Goshen, played well, 16 points, as I said, led the team. Bria Garber only had nine points. She left a lot on the free throw line, so she could have been near where Whitaker was. But obviously, like you said, 1,000 career points. Great great accomplishment for her. They had a nice moment. Stopped the game. Took pictures. Everybody was like, hoorah. You know, obviously celebration. Big time accomplishment. But uh, yeah, the, the Falcons looked really, really good. Obviously, you're winning 23-3 at halftime. That says a lot about your defense. Coach Brody Garber said that was probably up there with the best defensive performance I've ever had from a team. And obviously, he's been doing it for a while, been around basketball for a while. So that's that's quite the compliment, obviously. Goshen struggled against Fairfield's uh, zone, which everyone struggles against Fairfield's zone. So you really can't you know fault them too much. Yeah. But Goshen's strength is down low and... And the pass, the pet. There's no like Fairfield knew that, so they were. There's no shooting outside really for Goshen. So when you're trying to get down low, like Kyrie Hill was just getting like, I mean, she would catch the ball and she would get swarmed. You have like three or four Falcons mm-hmm. all around her. You're not getting a good shot if you have that many defenders around you. So they struggled offensively, played all right defensively, especially in the first quarter in the first half. But uh, and they they picked it up offensively in the third quarter, but. Obviously, it wasn't enough. End up only scoring 18 points, and that's how 47-18 lost to uh, Fairfield. But yep. the Falcons, they have everything you need. I mean, experience. When your focus is defense, you're going to be in all the games you play. Usually. Yeah, and then they do really well offensively as far as sets, passing the ball, very unselfish team. So, I mean, you put all these things together, and you're not surprised the way they've started this season and you're not surprised of how they've played in recent years as well. Yeah. So For those wondering, Bria Garber, I believe she's now one of five Fairfield players, girls basketball players with 1,000 career points. Uh, her mother, Amy Garber, is number one on the list, uh, 1,534 points for Amy. So Bria would have to really do something special this year offensively to catch her mother. Uh, and then one of the um, assistant coaches, Lindsey Kaufman, who is the – uh, she's married to Darren Kaufman, the baseball coach. Mm-hmm. Lindsay is also in the one of the thousand point club at Fairfield, which I don't know what her total number is. I just saw Brody tweet out the picture of the three of them after the game Saturday night. It was uh, Lindsay, Bria, and Amy mm-hmm. all together with the basketball for Bria's one thousandth point. She's like a lot of lot of a uh, lot of scoring talent here, and you know, mm-hmm. two people that are family and one person that basically is because Lindsay's an assistant coach mm-hmm. on the staff with Brody, so. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool, like, little moment there, you know, all three of them. Uh, but sounds like Mom's going to have bragging rights for over Bria, unless, again, Bria just decides, like, to score a ton. and uh, Or they go to state, you know, make a state run, and she scores a bazillion points. But She's probably going to fall a couple hundred points short, yeah. probably. But as, as Brody mentioned in your story after the game, uh, Bria's really good about – you know, facilitating as well. She averages almost three assists a game. Mm-hmm. Like, Bria does what – and she said this – yeah, Brody said this last week too to me, but Bria does a good job of kind of like assessing where the game – like, where she's needed basically in the game. Like, okay, if I need to score, I'm going to score. If I need to pass more, I'll pass more. If I need to assist or rebound more, I'll just try to grab rebounds and stuff like that. Like, she's mm-hmm. pretty good at, like, just kind of analyzing the game, seeing where she's needed, and then, uh, you know, going from there, so – whole teams like that really mm-hmm. some teams I mean she's got that size so that really helps her but the whole team is really scrappy and they know they're all it's like one big brain yeah like all they're all connected like everyone's unselfish everyone knows exactly what they need to do 
And they do it well. They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, teams that could be dangerous, Northridge girls basketball mm-hmm. had a good week. Even though they lost to Homestead, they played the Spartans down the stretch. Again, third straight year, they have played them painstakingly close, um, losing 57-52, uh, despite my tweet saying 50. 57-50. And, uh, I, you know, that last back bucket from Northridge like didn't even cross my mind. Elkhart made free throws with like three seconds left, or sorry, Homestead made free throws with like three seconds left. Who's Elkhart? <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of blue blue color blue colored schools, I guess. Yeah. Homestead made uh, a couple of free throws like three seconds left, and I just assumed that Northridge was going to dribble it out, so I just like looked down and packed up my stuff. Did not even process that they could have like had enough time to go down and make a layup, so. They might have got it off in time. Uh, they got, uh, I'm guessing it was Brad Frank or Ryan Bale. Someone from the Northridge Twitter account messaged me. Being like, hey, by the way, it was actually 52. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And we caught it in time. So, Phew. thank God. Um, yeah, so Northridge. And then they, they beat a solid Garrett team on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55-41. Eva Fisher, 25 points in the win. She had foul trouble against Homestead. She only finished with four points. Um Homestead did a good job of taking the ball out of her hands too, mm-hmm. uh, but Northridge, uh, they've you know they're two and one and they they played a breakneck pace and I think uh, Doug Springer called it race, uh, pace and race I think it's what they're race and space I forgot what he called it now I have to look it up I should have looked it up um, basically they want to run they want to run up so, and down the court yeah yeah the first quarter it was twenty one sixteen Northridge against Homestead and after the game I asked Doug like. Man, it felt like a track meet out there. It's like, yeah, exactly how we want it. We want to be able to run. We're not big. We're going to have to run, you know, grab the rebound and go. Like, that's that's our strategy. And so, I, I you know, it's interesting to watch. Now, will it be able to sustain itself for four quarters in a game? Did it's, they look tired in the fourth quarter? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't think – because, like, they, they did okay. I mean, the fourth quarter was just dominated by free throws. I mean, they – I would say like 90% of the total points in the fourth quarter were scored at the free throw line because all the teams were doing were shooting free throws because there were so many fouls called in the third quarter that mm-hmm. both teams were in the bonus start the fourth. So like it was like, okay, you couldn't really get tired because everyone was stopping. You must have hated that. Uh, it got a little little tense. We are like, okay, can we, uh, can we please uh, keep the ball moving? That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> um, but... I wasn't too, too nervous. I had already taken care of the pictures. The Wi-Fi hotspot on my phone stopped working or didn't work at all to begin with, so I had to drive to the McDonald's. That was when I got a little nervous, but... Oh, no. We made it. We made it. Uh, race and space. There we go. Race and space. That's pretty good. He race should, down uh, the court, get some space. Should trademark that. Yes. Uh, run and gun, what's that? Race and pace. I like space. I like it. Uh, so I think they're still good. They're ranked 16th overall in the poll this week. They got a, a couple interesting games on the weekend coming up. Merrillville and then number 14, Crown Point. They play them both on Saturday at home. A couple interesting games there for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, they they appear to be good. We'll see how they do against a team like Penn, you know, in a couple weeks. And how they navigate, you know, the NLC with Warsaw being looking, looking good again. Warsaw beat Laporte 69-7. to Yeah. Uh, held Laporte scoreless in the entire first half, and Laporte only had one point going into the fourth quarter. One point. I know Laporte's not good, but that's that that's sucks. insane. Like That insane. stinks yeah. for Laporte. Make that drive all the way down to Warsaw and score one point in three quarters. It must have been the – that was the issue. All that traveling just – Took and the time zone changed. Took them off their game, I think. Yeah. If that game was played in the port, it would have been like 69 to 15. Yeah. Know? Big difference. That's eight points. What, what was the spread? You know? Scoring in double digits at least, you know. Yeah. Also, I want to give another shout out. One other girls basketball team making some noise early. Bethany Christian. Bruins. 3-0. 1-0 in the Hoosier Plains Conference after they took care of ECA. 55-21 on Friday night. Uh, Zoe Willems, 21 points in the win. Kirsten Todd, hello, 14 points. Mariah Stolstis had an, uh, a really great game. Seven points, six rebounds, six assists, six steals. So close to that quadruple double. Yes. 
So she's looking good. Bethany plays Central Noble tonight, Tuesday night. Should be a fun game. Undefeated teams, both of them, out there in Albion. Can they finally get over the hump? Like this is Bruins' last couple of years when they've been fully healthy. Have looked really great. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of can they get over that postseason hump? I guess time will tell. But so it's got to happen this year. Has to, right? Has to, right? Mm-hmm. Most Blackhawk Christian is like secretly a powerhouse this year. They're usually they're usually pretty good. So okay, any other girls basketball notes? I think we've touched on uh, everything we need to touch on for now. Yep. I I would agree. So, uh, let's talk about Notre Dame football. We're going to do um, our Notre Dame and national sports talk right here before the Maple Leaf Minute. We usually save that for afterwards. But, coming after the Maple Leaf Minute will be a conversation with Goshen College's own Drew Hogan and Anthony Roberts. So, Wow, those that, names sound familiar. If they sound familiar to you, they ran... Got Goshen and Concord High Schools, respectively, and now they are part of the national championship qualifying Maple Leafs men's cross-country team. So we will have them uh, after the Maple Leaf Minute, but we will first talk about the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, all of their sports, football, basketball, both basketballs. Uh, Tell you what, if you just turned the game off at halftime on Saturday afternoon, Notre Dame looked like a top 10 team in the country. And then they had to play the second half. So, uh, 35-32. Um, it was 35-13 and a half. Mr. Leapak, did you watch? How much of this game did you watch? I watched a majority of the second half. So, you're the reason why they played bad, because you turned it on. Could be. I turned it on once Navy started coming back. I was like, oh, let's, let's check this out. Because we were, for those wondering, we were sitting in here on Saturday afternoon when the game started because mm-hmm. we were doing our interview with Drew and Anthony before they flew to Tallahassee on Monday. So we missed about the first quarter, and then I didn't watch any of the game because I went down to Indianapolis for the day to see some friends. So, I mean, Drew Pine looked great, right? Dude, his final numbers, I mean, 17-21, to 21, 220, 269 yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. But the funny thing is... All of his touchdowns came in in the first half. Yeah. He was like 0 for 2 with a pick or something like that in the second half. Threw a pick in the second half, yeah. Like that was it. the difference, the discrepancies were hilarious. If Notre, you Dame, Notre Dame gained gained 12 total yards in the second half. 12. And they still won. They won. It's crazy. It's good thing they had a great first half. Otherwise, they would have lost. But um, credit to Navy because they really uh, – really, Fooled Notre Dame's offensive line, blitzed a lot of guys, and then Drew Pine didn't know that he needed to get rid of the football, you know, on multiple occasions. Didn't have any time to throw, really, but also just, like, kind of chilled in the pocket until he eventually got sacked multiple times. The running game was all right. You know, it wasn't great. 66 total rushing yards. It was all right in the first half, is what I'm saying. <laughs> nothing, nothing was good in the second half. Nothing was good in the second half. But yeah, Navy Navy's known for stopping stopping the run, so I'm not that surprised with that number. But uh, the fact that the Irish couldn't get anything going in the second half offensively is kind of like mind-boggling, if you ask me. It's not like I mean, Navy's three and six coming into the game, they make adjustments, sure, but it shouldn't have like it shouldn't have been that great, you yeah. know. It shouldn't have messed with the Irish's game plan that much, like it did, and. Notre Dame's defense wasn't that great either. Obviously, getting outscored with twenty-one to nothing in the second half. Nineteen. Nineteen to nothing. It's thirty-five thirteen, and they finished thirty-five thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I bad mean, at math. Navy Navy went on like their Navy drive to start the second half. Ten plays, seventy-two yards, and they kicked a field goal. Which now, in hindsight, that's probably the biggest stop of the game. Navy mm-hmm. had a first and goal at the nine, and they ran three plays, got one yard, kicked a field goal. So like. That chewed up all the clock off of the third quarter, and they only got a field goal out of it. So, in hindsight, that's the biggest drive of the game, probably, for Notre Dame's sake, because if Navy scores a touchdown there with how everything else played out, mm-hmm. they're probably going to, it's a, you know, they either lose or they're going to overtime, you know? So, be the weirdest team ever if they had lost to Navy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have given up. I would have been like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know what to say about What's this. What's going team? on with Notre Dame? I don't, 
Why are you asking me, dude? Just because I technically kind of sort of follow them doesn't mean I know what's going on. They don't even know what's going on. Mm-mm. So how am I supposed to know? So, uh, yeah. This is a very strange game. Now they get a really bad Boston College team coming to town. Mm-hmm. So The old Notre Dame quarterback? Phil Dracovic is actually out. Oh, he's hurt? He has a con- I saw it on Twitter. He has a concussion along with an injured rib and an injured knee. Like He is like just completely ravaged. Operation that sounds ruins. like a game that's of operation. That's tough. It's a great storyline. The Phil Dracovic, you know, revenge game. Just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Oh well. Yeah. But so, uh, and then they finished with USC at the Coliseum. Yes, they played at the Coliseum, not the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. as one LA Times reporter mistakenly tweeted out today about that game. Bad. Uh, yeah, that'll be a 7:30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Two weeks from now, 2:30 p.m. Eastern on. Uh, Saturday. And then we'll find out what bowl Notre Dame goes to. They'll be going to a bowl, but they will probably not be going to a New Year's Six bowl. And obviously yeah. they will not be going to the college football playoff. It would take some uh, some chaos to get them into a New Year's Six game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a 9-3 and three Notre Dame, if they went out, they're 9-3. and three, They have some nice wins on the resume. Notre Dame's a brand. Like, maybe, maybe they steal one, but... Highly unlikely. A lot of those bowl games have the tie-ins already, so they're gonna they're gonna go to the, one of the best bowl games that isn't a New Year's Six bowl. Right. They'll be in whatever the Outback Bowl is called now, called now, or the Holiday Bowl, or the Gator Bowl. One of those. Or the Citrus, perhaps. The Cheese It Citrus Bowl. Reliquest Bowl is the Outback Bowl. Now you hate to see it. I know. I missed a Bloomin' Onion. Because nobody's gonna get coconut shrimp or a Bloomin' Onion anymore. I have no. I have no reason to watch that game now. <laughs> What's even rely a quest? Probably has some insurance company. Uh, Probably. Quick Notre Dame other notes: basketball, men's and women's, both two and zero. Women won eighty eight to forty eight over Northern Illinois opener, and then they beat Cal in a neutral site game in St. Louis on Saturday, mm-hmm. ninety to seventy nine. Uh, Neil Ivy's group could start for them. They have a Northwestern road trip coming up uh, Wednesday night. It's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Ball State comes to town, and they got a couple big ones. First week of December, Maryland, UConn both coming to town. That'll be fun. Uh, and then men's basketball, they are just decided we're going to play six players this year, and that's fine, I guess. Um, they beat Radford barely by three in the season opener, and then they squeaked out 88-81, went over Youngstown State. So uh, the ACC, men's Bad. basketball, brutal these first week or two. Boston College lost to Maine. Uh, Florida State lost to Stetson. Louisville lost to uh, Bellarmine. Not great. It's bad. The ACC, it's not saying much to finish in the top four this year, I don't think. The Atlantic crappy conference. Ha! Got them. Yeah, Notre Dame, man, they, they're going to have a lot of games as you go into it being like, they could probably win this game. Mm-hmm. Feels like UNC and Duke... That's bad, though. They're not going to have a lot of quality wins. No, that's, a, that's an yeah. issue. It's like, you're going to have a lot of wins, but where are the quality wins coming from, you know? That was an issue for them last year, almost. Yeah. Well, you look at their overall record. I didn't realize, like, I kind of forgot. They were, like, 23-7 and seven last year. Yeah. Like, that's a good record, like, on paper, but they just didn't beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Kentucky was their best win, which was in mid-December. You know, they didn't knock off North Carolina or Duke or any of those, you know, bigger teams. So they beat somebody. I thought they beat somebody good in the ACC tournament. I don't think they. No, they lost they beat the ACC someone. tournament. Remember, they were like they were going to be like a nine seed, and they then they like lose. lost like their yeah, last three yeah. games. They lost like their last three games, and it was like, uh, are they going to like get in? Like this is ridiculous. So they and barely, barely, they got barely the did. First four, and then they won two games in the tournament. So go figure. Um, Could have gotten a Sweet Sixteen. It's close, right? They almost beat Texas Tech. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's Notre Dame. Anything else from the bigger college sports NFL world you want to touch on, touch on, hit on? Touch on. Bucks are back. Bucks are back. Two straight wins. Watch out. Here they come. How about the Bears? They are, as of now, the worst team in the NFC. I'm not going to lie. I don't know the last time the Bears have actually been, like, the last place team. Like, usually the Bears are bad, but they're they're never, like, 16th place in the NFC. Well, they're tied for, like, you know, with but still, other teams. But still, <laughs> by the tiebreaker, if we were doing draft picks, like, the Bears are the worst team in the NFC. 
I, I legitimately like I don't know like they're usually like a five and eleven, four and twelve or four and thirteen whatever type team now. Mm. Where like they're they're not like bad. Like the Lions are always worse than them. The Lions were in second place in the NFC North for about a couple hours on Saturday or Sunday. The Packers decided to win. Rude. Um, yeah. So the Bears being in actual last place is a very weird. Like I, I'm gonna guess 2005. Or 2008, no, 2018, because they were had the third pick. But they might know. But the the Niners were had the second pick and they flipped. So the Niners were even worse in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Texans are the worst team right now, though. Yes, and I feel like in the, the NFL, and I feel like the Bears are still better than like the Panthers and the Saints and the Raiders. Like, yeah. if you were to like the power ranking, they're probably like 26 or 27. They're still not good, but like. They're probably better than the Jaguars. Like, that'd be a good game, I think. Bears, Jags. Bears, Jags. We want to be competitive. What What's the term? Poke, take your eyes out, gauge your eyes out. Gouge them. Gouge them. I want to gouge my eyes to have to think about watching that game. Yikes! So, uh, yeah, nothing really else. Gonzaga beat Michigan State on a carrier, aircraft carrier. College basketball's back. My team's already lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to. You love to see it. Missouri's three and had the ultimate bad beat for anyone that bet Lindenwood on Sunday night. Mizzou was up twenty six with two seconds left. Guy takes the inbounds pass towards half court, heaves one, drains it, wins by 29. Mizzou was a 27.5 point favorite or 28 point favorite, wherever you were looking. But still, that three put him at 29. So if you took Lindenwood, you had a glorious couple of minutes there where you were like, yes, I'm going to cash this bet and win. And then Mizzou literally put up the most meaningless three of all time. Made it. Drained it. So. Tough. Brutal. I feel bad for anyone that bet Lindenwood, but Missouri 3-0. Play a couple more weird, bad teams coming up, and then, uh, yeah, Kansas, you know, Wichita State, UCF, Illinois, Kentucky. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Mizzou is going to be 6-0, and hopefully. And then they're going to be like 7-5. It'll be 6-6, six and six, so <laughs> that's okay. Hey, we'll always have the first six games. Yeah, and when is the win? Yeah, take We'll em. probably be on the bad beat compilation of the year with that three, so... Mm-hmm. And we're on the other end of the the bad beat compilation with Mizzou football against Auburn. So, Cadillac Williams, congrats to that guy. Good for him. I felt I felt good for him. Um, also, the Pac-12 did it again. Cannibalized themselves again in football. The Ducks. UCLA L. lost. The Bruins. L. It's down to USC. They're gonna lose to Notre Dame. Yeah, or UCLA this week. UCLA is going to continue. The Pac-12 will continue to cannibalize itself. UCLA is going to win the Pac- Utah's going to win the Pac-12 title game at t- with two losses, and one of them being against a very mediocre Florida team. In hindsight, a very mediocre Florida team. Yes, but not a bad Florida team, just mediocre. True road game that helps our cause. They could be seven and four this weekend if they beat Vandy. I'll take that. <laughs> Vanderbilt got their big emotional win this past week, so they're they're probably going to come out flat. I hope so. Florida minus whatever, take it. Probably like 10. No, come on. It's going to be like 17. Florida? We're going to look it up. You have Florida football save on your phone, so you might be able to find it. But I'm going to look it up. Just on the CBS Sports probably app. It's on ESPN's app, which I have as well. This is a dramatic pause before we get to the Maple Leaf Minute. Uh, minus 14, current line. So we're right in the middle. Yep. Okay, Maple Leaf Minute. Let's throw it to Michael Morrell with our Maple Leaf Sporting Update. Michael. Reporting for 91.1 The Globe, I'm Mike with your Maple Leaf Minute. Basketball was king this week for Goshen College with both the men's and women's teams taking on heavy-duty schedules. We start with the women's team. They hit the road on Monday and took on the D1 folks down at Purdue-Fort Wayne. GC fell in exhibition fashion, 90-45. Goshen kept it tight in the first and the fourth, but scored a combined 11 points between the second and third quarter. 
Staying on the road, the women's team drove west to the land of Lincoln to take on Judson University. Goshen came away with the win, 80-56, dominating the Eagles. Three Leafs hit double digits, and Zoe Zellers corralled a double-double in just 13 minutes of action with 10 points and 10 rebounds. Leafs moved to 4-1 on the season. On the men's side, Goshen barreled ahead, looking to pick up their second straight victory on Tuesday, but were unable to win on the road against IU East. GC kept it tight, trailing just by one at the half, but the Red Wolves pulled away from there. Greg Johnson led the way for Goshen with 23 points on the day, six assists, four rebounds, and a trio of steals in a fantastic effort. It was Elias Ramirez who shined for the Leafs on Thursday, popping off with 17 points in an exhibition match against Western Michigan University, a D1 Max school. Goshen fell against the Broncos' final score, 99-62. And finally, the men rounded off their week with their second exhibition. They hitched a ride east for a matchup with Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, falling 87-44. Not many Leafs could get going in the loss, but Clayton McClagan had a day shooting four of seven from deep, leading the team all in all with 16 points. That'll wrap up your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Goshen College Athletics. Thank you, Michael, for that update. And uh, the Leafs. The Leafs are women's basketball 4-1. and one. Big, uh, big uh, start to the conference play this Saturday. Men and women go to Huntington. Mm. Crossroads League play begins. We'll have some Goshen College coverage tonight. And by tonight, we mean Tuesday. Tuesday night, Roosevelt coming to town from Chicago. Men's basketball. Are they any good? uh, They're two and three. So, no. Goshen College is one and three, so I don't think whatever you... I guess that's true. Goshen College played a couple D1 teams, though. Yeah, Western Michigan and Miami of Ohio. So, I'm not sure we'd have to check the Roosevelt sketch. See who they've played. I did look at their schedule last night, actually. I was and it curious. wasn't D1, any D1 teams? I couldn't teams? tell, no. Well, the, I mean, the Goshen College D1 games, they don't count for their record. Exhibition games? They're exhibition games. They count for the they count for Western Michigan and Miami's records, but they don't count for Goshen's record. That's weird. It is weird. Well, I mean, you can't take an L, I guess. Yeah. So that's good. So, but it would have been weird if Ms. I almost said Mizzou. If Goshen College had like somehow won one of those games and doesn't count, that's a good know? point. Just, yeah. I think it would count if they would have won. It should count. It doesn't count if you lose, but if you win, it should count. And the D one's team is like, okay, that doesn't count. We Let's throw it to our interview. We have two guests that came into the uh, room this past weekend before they headed to Tallahassee, Florida. So they are listening to this, if they are listening to this. They are in Tallahassee, Florida, getting ready for the NAI National Championship cross-country meet. They will be running at 8.30 a.m. Friday. You could follow the results live online at the NAI's website. I think you could buy the pay-per-view to watch it as well at the website. I'm not sure how much that costs. Probably like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Or thirty dollars. I don't know. Maybe it's a hundred dollars. I've never. I bought or it one hundred thousand dollars. One billion dollars. Um, yes. So here are our esteemed guests, Drew Hogan and Anthony Roberts. And now we have. Two very special guests joining the Goshen News Sports Podcast. They are current Goshen College freshmen on the men's cross-country team They who will be representing the Maple Leafs in the national championship meet, the NAIA national championship in Tallahassee, Florida, a city that Evan loves, I'm sure, as a Gator, no? It's just gross too. Like yeah. you ever been? You've never been to Tallahassee. No, never you been. You guys will see. It's like I mean, I don't know how much you guys are gonna be able to see, but it's I don't I don't, I don't like it because Florida State's there, but I also don't like it because uh, it's kind of dirty. Not gonna lie. So, but yeah. maybe you guys will like it. I don't know. It's up to, I hope not, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, the performance is good. That's all that matters. Yeah. So our guests, I should have probably you know said their names. Uh, Drew Hogan, mm-hmm. Ocean High School alum, and Anthony Roberts, Concord High School alum. Gentlemen, how we doing today? Doing really well. That's Glad Anthony, by the way, for everyone. <laughs> Drew, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. There Anthony's go. got the lower voice, more monotone. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, every time I speak to him, it almost throws me off every time. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, there it is. So, <laughs> there it is. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So we're here. We have a bunch of action packed questions to ask. Yes. Hardest hitting interview you guys will do with me ever, I'm sure. So oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and Evan as well. So how are we gonna do this? You wanna go first and I go and we just do that in that order? Uh yeah. You go first, Evan. Ask the first question, which is kind of similar to the eighth and ninth and tenth questions on the list too. Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's I guess similar. That's <laughs> well, uh, first bit, you guys can answer this separately, obviously, but um, your freshman seasons are wrapping up here pretty much. Uh, just kind of talk us through what this freshman season has been like for you guys individually and uh, how do you think they've gone so far for you? Uh, yeah, freshman year has been it's been awesome. It's been a definite change with training and stuff, but just to push with your teammates, it's, it's been amazing. The environment's awesome. Classes are awesome, so I mean, it's going really well. Yeah, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's been a lot of fun. And uh, getting used to an 8K and running uh, five miles as fast as you can, is, it's all brand new, but we're adjusting well and we're doing well. How easy has the adjustment been? The fact that you guys are local guys, being able to be pretty close to home, has that been an added advantage? Uh, yeah, it's kind of nice just to know the area and – I mean, you have your families right here, so when you need anything, you got it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it makes it very comfortable. Uh, you're really familiar already with uh, the town that you're in and with everybody around you. And, uh, yeah, you feel um, welcomed at home. So For sure. Yeah, let's try to get a home meet here in the next couple of years. It'd be great to get <laughs> That'd you know, be awesome. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, can you, can you convert even like Oxbow to a five-mile course? Be. Probably. Probably not. That'd be, be terrible. It'd be a tight race. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot of tight turns. Level. Yeah. We'd yeah. be, we'd be yeah. tripping each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, people lost their shoes in these races before and they finished them off. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. Um, you guys are roommates as well, right? Mm-hmm. If I saw that on That's Facebook. Correct, yes. Um, how's, how's that been, I guess, Anthony? Any, any interesting things you've learned about Drew in the last couple months or vice versa? About, you know, being roommates or. I'd say that we're really similar. <laughs> we like everything organized, you know? Very good. organized. Yeah, Very organized. Very like, organized. Yeah, like, whole wow. room's organized. Yeah. Yeah, everything's clean. Uh, yeah, whenever whenever we have trash filled up, we take it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, yeah, we work well together. And, uh, yeah, laundry, we keep it we keep it once a week. We don't let it pile up. Yeah. Wow. It's the most organized, <laughs> like, ever. Yeah. That sounds nice, actually. Yeah, that like, where was nice. that, you know, when I was in college? <laughs> oh, it's really nice. Like, this dude keeps his, his stuff organized. I don't like to be in my room a lot. I like to go out. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. I like to do stuff, so. But, no, I come back. It's just chill. That's good. That's good. It's always good. I had a good roommate my freshman year. Shout yeah. out Mike Baylor. I don't think he's going to listen, but shout out Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How much has y'all's friendship evolved? Obviously, you knew each other from high school. But how much has it evolved this first year in college together? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, getting to know Drew outside of sports is uh, uh, re- really, really cool. He's um, definitely a cool guy. I uh, love being around him. Uh, brings a lot of energy. Uh, lo- loves to have fun. Uh, likes to play cards, ping pong. <laughs> really, really, really good at ping pong. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Are you the best ping pong player on the team, Drew? <sighs> I wish. I will, uh, I'm not. I will answer for him. I, I think he's on the come up of being the, the best I'm on, on the, the team. Come up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on the come Kevin up. Kevin Liddell's got me right now. But I'm, yeah. I'm Power rankings: Drew's number two, yeah. number three, give or take. Um, yeah. who, what card games? What are the card go-to card games? Go-to guard card games. Card games. Just simple yeah. Uno. Yeah. Yeah. Uno's mm-hmm. the vibe. Yeah. No. Are you good at Uno as well? You do dominate. What's the Uno power ranking? Yeah. We got those. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, trying to think of what I want to ask next. Uh, I noticed you jumped over the second one. Did they already answer that in your mind? Is that one? Uh, I get no. Yeah. So you guys talked about you know obviously in college the distance is the biggest change I'm guessing from high school. But yeah. is there anything else you feel like that has been a big adjustment other than just running five miles instead of three miles, Drew? Um, just training in itself. Everything's a lot longer. Um, going back to high school, I just did five miles basically every day but now like the shortest you go is seven um so that's a big adjustment workouts are longer some are harder faster but i mean when you just have your teammates pushing you it's it's pretty it gets easier as mm-hmm. time goes on yeah anthony yeah and uh i, I would agree the training's a lot more different uh you were putting in more mileage than we did um each week even throughout the season 
um, yeah, recovery is even a bigger thing because mm-hmm. uh, when you're putting that wear and tear through uh, through your body, uh, definitely sleep's a big thing, and then sh- extra stretching. So pretty much everything is almost doubled than what I did in high school for recovery. <laughs> At the beginning of that, I'm just gonna ask the recovery part. I'm just curious, was it was it a rude awakening like the first couple weeks or so when you're realizing how much more you're running and afterwards you're like wow this is the recovery is a lot more than it was i'm like extra sore it's kind of crazy like do you have any stories from just like being sore as hell sore very sore Sore. hey just because very sore it's saturday early afternoon recording this doesn't give you the right to just cuss off you know well it's okay because i said very sore after so you can cut it out it's all good that's way too much editing work man (laughs) anyway what's Uh, it like being sore as heck there so for me, it was kind of a brutal awakening. The summer was easy, but first couple of weeks when we hit the workouts, it was your legs just felt heavy. Like you didn't <laughs> want to walk. Like going up the stairs to like your dorm room, it was just it was miserable. Um, so yeah, I do not miss that <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> Anthony, similar. Yeah, sometimes I'll be so tired that I won't, I won't even walk up the stairs to, to go to my dorm. I'll just use the elevator instead. <laughs> yeah, that sounds and, uh, perfect. Yeah, and also it makes me like take my my sleep just a lot more serious. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely like just pushing that eight to ten hour um, sleep. And uh, I also remember uh, after the I woo me our very first AK. <sighs> let me tell you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and him were like really, really sore. We could have yeah. slept. We had to run. We had to do a long run the next day. A mm-hmm. uh, nice little recovery run, and it felt like me and him probably could have slept in for about twelve hours. <laughs> and we're not, not yeah, because that's how sore we were, and we yeah. weren't used to running at um, a fast pace at for five miles, just about. Yeah, it's a. Uh, for those wondering, we're taping this Saturday afternoon, early afternoon. So have you guys ran yet today? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to beat the snow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, it, is. it was flurrying this morning. I didn't beat it. No, the guys <laughs> came in on me. Did you? Uh, did you at least not slip? I and mean, it's not really slick snow yet. This no, we, it was all good. It just hit my face. What, what are some good places to do running in this area? Do you go to Pumpkin Vine Trail mm-hmm. or anywhere else? Pumpkin Vine, the Mill Race by Shanklin, um, mm-hmm. and just roads, mm-hmm. not busy roads. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the busy. I'm, um, Laid back parts to the city and uh, the parks as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got one more kind of funny question before we maybe get a little more serious and mm-hmm. about some stuff. Um, I was messaging Anthony Roberts Sr. It was his birthday on Friday. So I said happy <laughs> birthday. Funny. Yeah. I said happy birthday. To, I'm friends with him on Facebook. That. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Friends with everyone on Facebook, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've gotten to the point now, like, first year or two here, I was like, eh. Don't want to be friends with anyone, but now I'm like, yeah, whatever, who cares? So I stay on top of stuff, honestly. Like mm-hmm. more That's true. When, when your dad posts a fair amount, like pictures and, oh, and yeah. results. Anyway, true. I was like telling him, like, yeah, we're bringing Anthony and Drew on the podcast. <laughs> and then, like, trying to think of, like, you know, and your dad was like, say, like, think of, like, hard questions to ask Anthony. And I'm like, okay, how about, like, one where I ask? So this is my question. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Drew has been the top runner on the team at one point this year for a race, and you haven't, Anthony. Like, yeah. what's going on there? Of course, it's it's um, you know, you just slacking. I mean, like, what's going on here, man? Why aren't you, why aren't you been first yet? I don't know. It's just been adjustment to the AK and uh, yeah. Drew, Drew was top on the been. team in his first race. I mean, this is this guy came out. He's like. What's 5K no. or what's 8K? It doesn't even matter to me. Boom. First place on the team. <laughs> Just saying. Right. Tell your dad from the top rope, man. That's how you finish. Yeah. Your dad, I, I thought of the question as like a joke, and your dad just said, yes, definitely ask that. Give him a hard time. Oh, like, okay. of course, yeah. So of course your dad says say hello. Yeah. So shout out, yeah. Mr. Roberts. So, so <laughs> anyway, that's it. You're going to make me ask the, uh, the tough I can one? ask the hard question. Okay. So obviously, um, now we have to make a hard pivot. This has been a really up and down emotional year, I'm sure, for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra, as we all know, the, the passing. Um, I just wonder, wonder what there's lip smack. That's going to be bad. I have to edit that out, actually. Um, so you're not going to edit hell out? No. Well, no, there's two of them in there. Well, yeah, it may probably should. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I'm just wondering what your perspective was. You know, the cra- he he got into an auto accident. Like It was like mm-hmm. Monday night, late yeah. Sunday night, early Monday, whatever. Yeah. Um, Anthony, what was kind of that reaction when the news first broke and how do you feel like the team was kind of reacting as that as that week went on 
Well, it was crazy. Um, uh, it was actually the first thing I woke up to was uh, was an email from uh, Coach Nice that he had sent out to everybody um, uh, about his condition and what he was in. And then uh, I first said out loud, like, wow, <laughs> this this is not easy to deal with. Uh, I've never had a teammate ever uh, in a hospital or injured like this. Um, but, yeah, it, was, it wasn't easy to deal with. And it made me feel really bad and out gave me – I try to have a lot of hope, a hope that it'll, you know, be able to live on, but yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. I drew in similar type of question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's just in shock. Um, we were all on break, so we weren't all on campus. Um, so we couldn't really, it's like some people were on hiking trips, some people were home, some people were still on campus. So we couldn't really connect with each other in that way, in that moment. Um, but yeah, like I was just like with Anthony and woke up in the morning. So my dad texted me. I called him, and just emotions just took over. It was no one should ever have to go through yeah. that. No, I mean, yeah, it's still a very raw emotion. So I can see you guys both. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's, this only happened about a month ago now. You know, a couple of weeks. And I guess what's the reception been like from the Goshen College community in the last couple of weeks to the team? And how do you feel like the team has kind of responded to that? Yeah, the community itself, the school, all has our backs. They all are in it with us. Um, our team has gotten closer from it. Um, we're just, we're stronger. We're getting stronger. Um, and just pushing forward. Yeah. Anthony, how, how would you say the team has kind of responded? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that we did grow together. Um, and we did receive a lot of support and we, and we, uh, really appreciate that. And we thank everybody for helping us out and what Goshen college has done to support us. And that's, that's, uh, really really nice for us yeah. how, how will you guys kind of remember Ezra I mean I guess we can start with Drew and then go to Anthony oh um, he was he was a great storyteller um, over the summer we we were in Chano Lakes for some like little team bonding and running stuff and he was just telling stories about back in Kenya uh, made us all laugh always a great guy always passionate about running loved running um, so yeah just great guy yeah, if there was one thing that I would uh, always keep with me that Ezra had was uh, passion, like what he said he always had. Um, just anything about running, um, any workout, like he was just ready to go. He was up there. He was feeling good. Like he, he just, me and Drew would run beside him. We'd be like, this dude's not even tired. Like, <laughs> yeah, barely yeah, he's tired. so smooth. But like, yeah, he's yeah, really smooth. But yeah, th- just the passion, what he had, uh, just the uh, – Good uh, leadership that he had as well mm-hmm. on us. That's yeah. what definitely I'll, I'll keep. Yeah. So, you guys have had a couple meets since then. Went sixth place at the conference meet. Crossroads League, obviously, very, very strong conference mm-hmm. with cross country. And now you get to go to the NAIA National Championship. Your first time ever flying yep. for a, a meet. <laughs> Anthony, how does that sound? I mean, what, what's the airplane go-to? Like, headphones? What type of music are we getting into? Like... What's what's the vibe getting on a plane to go run for a national championship? Oh, th- this is gonna be new. I, I like it. I mean, uh, it's not. Um, it's something that we should definitely soak in. Um, these moments and opportunities don't uh, come every day. They don't, they don't come every week. And uh, we're gonna uh, go there as a team and you know, uh, have fun, have fun. And uh, yeah, yeah. You said the plane ride. Uh, I'm mainly more of a guy that kind of like sits back. I'm on listens to the music, you know. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I am. Yeah. Just any any go to artists? Any mus- musicians in the the playlist there? You know, whatever whatever's playing. Uh, I'm pretty much listening to any music, really. Yeah, you name it, I'll pretty much just listen to it. Sounds good, Drew. Any go tos for a for a flight like this? Polo G. That's a good answer. Good answer. I feel like I'm on Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope we got the we're on the plane. They got the TVs on the back of the seats. Yeah. Have you ever had those? Yes. Yeah. Watch a movie. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I watched. Um, what did I watch? Um, on a flight once. It was like Halloween. Oh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was oh, one of the okay. options. You it was watched Halloween. that too. You watched it. Yeah. Well, I had never seen it before. Really? It was getting. It, it was it. like this was like last year. Picture it. Yeah. I guess. What? <laughs> good movie? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, so. wait, what airline do you remember? No. South, no, South I think West. like American, uh, Delta, JetBlue, 
They I have think, TVs. I think I flew. Southwest to, doesn't have TV. I don't. I don't know what, what we're flying. Are we Southwest? Yeah. Southwest yeah. doesn't yeah, have Southwest. TV. I flew. Oh, no, uh, say yeah. <laughs> Southwest is affordable. Really. I flew United once too, and they had movies. I forgot when they had like movies that were in theaters still. I was like, oh, this oh, is quite cool. Yeah, I forgot what I watched on that. So it turns out Southwest's like one of the only ones that doesn't. So yeah, that's, that's tough for you guys. <laughs> tough scene. <laughs> tough um, scene indeed. Yeah. Well, um, expectations for this weekend. Or this week, I guess Friday morning. So I saw 7.30 a.m. is when you run. 8.30. 8.30? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, dang, 7.30 is really early. 8.30 isn't that much better. But yeah, it's, it's early. It's beating the heat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why they Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, team expectations, personal expectations, Drew. What are you, for you? Um, well, we, ever since the events occurred, we just wanted to move on and just next race, next race. Um just survive and get to nationals. So it was a big accomplishment getting to nationals after all we have faced. Um, so just be free, just run, do your thing. My personal expectations to be all American. I think I can be on the back end of that if I have a good race. Um, so those are my goals. Anthony? Yeah, definitely just don't hold back. This race this is the last one of the, of the year, last opportunity. Um, I definitely believe that I can get into the top 40. I'm going for an All-American status. But, yeah, um, definitely put, pushing the gear and uh, just leaving it all out there. Seems like all these questions we've asked in the bottom here. Yeah. Um, I guess I can ask academically what it's been like to be on campus at Goshen College. Uh, the adjustments from high school to college. What have you guys liked about it? What haven't you liked about it, I guess? Uh, There's a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot more work. A lot yep. more late nights. Um, but honestly, if you stay on top of it, it's not too bad. It'll be interesting to see when we're in Tallahassee how much work we get done. Mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see when yeah, that comes. Yeah, Anthony. Um, I will say I do like the the lengths of the class sessions. They're not they're not too long. They're not in your traditional it's fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah, fifty minutes to about an hour, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it is a lot more of a workload, but uh, it hasn't been too bad of an and of an adjustment you just got to put more time in That's for sure you guys were both in block systems right in high school like hour 30 yeah. class periods I was. give or take yeah just about. yeah yeah that's how my high school was too and then going every, three times a week 50 minutes a, a week a, a session i should say that was awesome like first semester awesome. you're like <laughs> oh god class is already done like this is great <laughs> like and then you realize so you got like a lot more reading a lot more homework like it's, it's a little more intense at the high or the college level that mm-hmm. stuff so. yeah what are you guys each studying? What's your focus so far? Well, it was psychology, but now I'm undecided. That yeah. was just not the route I wanted to go through. Anthony? I'm in the exercise science major. I love it. and have yeah. a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you, you do seem... Uh, I think you had like a little workout thing going there for a while, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I was just kind of starting it off. And, uh, you know, I think COVID really helped me out with that. But then mm-hmm. once, once that kind of ended, I... It was tough for me to keep up with it, so I kind of put a pause on it for right now mm-hmm. for where I'm at. I had one other question. So I, I was on Instagram this morning, and I'm looking at the Instagram story from the Goshen College cross-country team. What what were you guys doing Friday <laughs> night with these? Like It was like oven mitts, and it oh. looked like a bag that was wrapped up, and you are rolling dice. Like Someone please explain to me this game. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Drew, it. anyone? Yeah, te- yeah, so it was our team's giving, and everyone had to bring either a food item yeah. Or maybe something in the it was a saran wrap game that we were playing, and uh, the other person that was ahead, uh, one person had to roll dice, and if they roll double ones, twos, you know whatever, right. um, uh, that person that was trying to unravel it with the mittens has to stop, and then next it just moves on in a circle until the saran wrap ball is all unraveled, and what, then what's the goal? Well, there's like to, to candy like, and stuff. Oh. Pretty much, much candy that falls and like, out okay. as you unravel it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just pretty much just candy and uh, little toys and whatnot that was in that. And then next, someone else had the great idea. I've, I've never heard of this until last night, but it was white elephant gifts, and that's what we were doing. I guess people were grabbing stuff from their dorm room mm-hmm. or from their apartment that they didn't want anymore, so they were just throwing it in there and all that. Yeah. That's pretty Mo- funny. M- most people brought stuff, but yeah. yeah. 
I saw you got a football. I did. It was, it was, it was kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah. it was. Kind of I, I saw it was like best gift ever. You're just throwing the ball to yourself. You're laying on the floor. <laughs> it was, it was, it was Drew, funny. what was your gift? I couldn't tell. No, I went back early and watched basketball. You didn't I watched, get a gift? I watched Armed Forces game. You didn't get a gift, though? What was your gift? No, I didn't get one. What? Well, I won the game. Oh, the unraveling won, game? Won I won that. You won that? The saran wrap game. Yeah. I, got, I, got, like, I got to the end, and I saw the, the, the... I did see the candy coming out of the box. I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I got so confused. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat. But, like, I just had no idea what I was watching. I was like... <laughs> I was just looking to see if Drew or Anthony were doing anything stupid, like in the videos, and you didn't really do anything stupid. Other than the football. That was <laughs> very funny. Football, it was yeah. like, yep. Was yeah, you guys are both football yeah, players. I was, you grew up playing football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Relatively new to cross country for both you guys, right? Sophomore yeah. year, mm-hmm. Drew, and junior Jun- year, yeah, right? Junior year, yeah. So we're actually about to start uh they're having a football like league two and touch type deal at <laughs> yeah. the college in yeah. intramural so that's what we're gonna do you're gonna both yeah. do it oh, yeah, we're yeah, that yeah we're on our team yeah. i remember <laughs> i remember talking to uh coach nice like a couple months ago more than a couple months it wasn't on the podcast we had him on in the summer but mm-hmm. i remember him saying mm-hmm. like yeah i kind of almost want drew to play intramural basketball just to like keep the juices flowing you know competitive juices yeah there you go <laughs> <Mid-season>. yeah. <laughs> anthony you could fly and play the basketball too you played did you play basketball yeah? i did i did yeah. a little bit yeah so yeah that's they could you know goshen college if they need any help you know you guys are right there <laughs> third all-time leading scorer in goshen basketball history right, right. there and Harmalink on the bench, you know, as a yep. manager too, you could have throw in then all five foot two of them, you know. <laughs> Ryan's a good guy. Ryan's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's a good kid, man. Why'd you have to do him like that? I didn't yeah. mean to do it like that. It just, it just came out. <laughs> Plan that. So, um, yeah, Evan, you got anything else, man? I think I'm I'm good. You got? Any I questions? think we've uh, it's been pretty broad. Yeah. They've we covered anything else you guys want? You want to ask us anything? Like. We, we're the ones always asking the questions, so... I don't have any oh, answers, well, so. Does Missouri play today? Are they are they? currently playing Tennessee, yes. Oh, uh, dude, wow. Do you think <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's do a live look at the are we, score. Are we thinking that there's going to be an upset? <laughs> <laughs> certainly no. certainly not. Far from it. Certainly not. Um, have you ever watched Missouri football? Ever? No. Usually you only see their highlights when they're losing, like in a really bad, dramatic way. That's, that's the only time. Missouri's only down seven to nothing. As How much of, time? Uh, yeah, how much Eleven time? minutes left in the first quarter. So <laughs> first yeah, yeah. We'll see where we're first at in you know a couple hours. It's not looking good. Uh, I know you're a North Carolina guy, Anthony. Right? Basketball, yeah. Just basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At college football, you go. I, I, I like to watch it. Not really like a team out there. I'd yeah, say. I, I kind of grew up watching Notre Dame a lot and liking them. But yeah, I may, I'd say mainly college basketball and uh, NFL. I watch. Yeah, Drew, I always forget what your college kind I'm of a, like allegiance is. I'm a Notre Dame guy. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, because I know you're in, in basketball. You're just like John Morant. That's pretty much exactly. just John Morant. <laughs> and then um, you're Vikings fan, which a. I know. They're good team. Well, they're gonna beat uh, the Bills without uh, Josh Allen, so it'll be a fluke <laughs> victory. You know, won't count. Won't count if Josh Allen doesn't play. Of course, we'll know when this airs. The game will have already been played. But, mm. You know, in this current moment, who's Buffalo's backup? Case Keenum. That's right. Revenge Ooh. game. Revenge game. <laughs> Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs. Yep. Case Keenum yeah. and Stephon Diggs, which created the greatest Minnesota playoff football moment ever. Amazing. Now playing oh, for the yeah. Bills could could beat the Vikings. I could see that. <laughs> How about that? Go Vikings. That wasn't a crazy, that, objectively crazy moment. Keenum to Diggs and beat the Saints. Oh, yeah. As a Bears miracle. fan, even, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because the Bears were like five and eleven that year, so I didn't really have like any room to trash talk. It was like, oh yeah, the Bears stink. It's great again. Justin Fields, he's that guy. He is that guy. He's he just a team around. Good, really smart, yeah. smart quarterback. Evan, we want to uh, retroactively now talk about the Bucks playing in Germany or Germany. You're how do, how do we feel? Game, oh, yeah. He's from he's from Central Florida, so uh, okay. yeah. to be fair, I've been a Bucks fan for my whole life, not okay, just not just okay. recently. So, so I've been enjoying the wins. Uh, yeah, the the season's gonna turn around. Just beat the Rams, and we're going to Germany. Hopefully, we can beat the Seahawks. Get the bye week. Thankfully, our division is terrible. Very terrible. So, even yeah. even if we're really bad, we could still win the division, get a home playoff game. So. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it though. Nine thirty AM I'm not I'm not usually up that early. Yeah. So getting you here for a noon interview was like a, a tall task. I was like, Oh, I gotta wake up at ten thirty. Uh, uh, yeah. Tough scene. Tough yeah. scenes. Well, uh anything else, you guys? Any 
hard pressing stuff. I mean, we can wrap this up then if you don't got anything riveting. You get, you come back with questions next year when we do this next year. You know what I mean? Okay. So, <laughs> gotcha. Um, it's the early thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Really, Susie. Appreciate mm-hmm. it coming mm-hmm. on. Um, this has been fun, I think. Yeah. Hope you guys had fun. Yeah, oh, appreciate yeah, it. Trying to be fun. Yeah, uh, congratulations on all the success so far. Um, really excited to see what you guys do Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Rustin was trying to get me on the plane, trying to put me in like a bag, like a carry-on, <laughs> but I, I, I can't. Unfortunately, I, I wish I could go, but can't commit to five days in talent and i'm sure you guys are going to stay a day or two afterwards too uh, or you might be actually we're heading down yeah, we're, we're heading back home yeah oh really yeah we're yeah. gonna be back like Fortunately. saturday morning at like 2 a.m so. wow <laughs> wow because i remember yeah. last year you got when they went to vancouver washington there was like a mini weekend retreat i guess he just doesn't like this group you know he's like we're gonna get the season over with so he knows tallahassee is trash too so. <laughs> <I know. laughs> there, you go. There, you go. there you go uh gentlemen thank you so much um this has been another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Drew Hogan, Anthony Roberts, they are the third ever current athletes to come on the podcast. But the first first real ones, in my opinion. We had the Northwood Girls Golf Team. Remember we did that roundtable, Evan, mm-hmm. last year? Mm-hmm. And then we had that North, or the Middlebury Little League Softball Team that won the state championship. We had them in there. There was like seven of them that came in, and we were like, we have four mics. <laughs> Two yeah. of them are for us. So, like, <laughs> yeah. everyone shit. Um, it was kind of crazy. Um yeah, so you're like the first real, real, like full time, active, you know, high school or college athletes, I think, to be in here and do this. So, cool. History awesome. makers, that's what yeah. you guys are. We so, like it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next Easy. week talking more high school sports. We'll have our winter sports preview tab up by the time our next episode airs. Uh, boys basketball season will be starting that night, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. November 22nd. Girls basketball, wrestling, swimming. Here we go. No more outdoor sports for us for a couple more weeks. Thankfully. Or for a couple more months, excuse me. So uh, we'll see you all then.